Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. This is my daily podcast that goes out with an email newsletter via my substack called the Kaka. Today I wanted to do a bit of a deep dive into a little announcement that came out yesterday from Commerce Minister David Clark. In particular, he made a couple more tweaks to the Consumer Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, which kicked in from December the 1st last year. Just to back up, you might recall that for three years now, the government's been preparing for a tougher set of rules around lending to make sure that credit card providers, car loan providers and mortgage providers don't load up too much debt on people who can't really afford it. This is a particular issue around the sort of bottom end of the market. Loan sharks, car loans, credit card providers, and the government wanted to make sure that um, whoever was doing the lending was actually doing some proper checks on whether people could afford it. So the rules kicked in from December the 1st last year, and then all hell broke loose. Every mortgage broker, banker in the country through December, January, February complained loudly that these new rules were arcane, overly bureaucratic, time-wasting, and were in effect stopping people who were perfectly able to afford a loan actually getting a loan. The banks estimate that between 5 and 7% of borrowers who would normally get approved were rejected under the new triple CFA rules. And according to Centrix, there was a reduction in the uh, approval rate for mortgage, personal loan, car loan and credit card applications. And you can see more detail on that in the email. So the implication from mortgage brokers, bankers, real estate agents and Uncle Tom Cobley was that the housing market had been scuppered by a nanny state intervention that red taped the market down. And house prices certainly have fallen since November. Remember the triple CFA kicked in December 1. And uh, uh, it is clear that at least some of the reduction in demand for housing uh, came from the triple CFA changes, at least in the short term, because the extra uh, checks and paperwork required increased the amount of time it took to process an application by about 50%, so the banks. Right, so um, there were a lot of headlines through the summer and it was becoming a political problem for the government. Um, Rightly though, the government, and in particular Commerce Minister David Clark, did push back a bit and said, uh, there's lots of other things going on in this market. Firstly, interest rates just rose. Secondly, the Reserve Bank had just tightened its LVR restrictions in October. And it's pretty clear that the banks were... Uh, pointing their super tankers in the wrong direction when that order came. And uh, when you're running a a loan book the size of 300 billion plus, you have to move pretty aggressively to move the ship in a fast amount of time. And remember, 
if the if the banks are above their speed limits for low deposit loans, then um, they're at risk of losing their license. Now, I don't think you'd ever get to that point, but the banks want to be cautious. So effectively, they had to say no to pretty much everyone in the system almost overnight. It turned out that it, there was also the triple CFA changes going through at the same time. Now, I'm not saying it's deliberate, but it's certainly convenient for the banks to be able to blame the government's new box-ticking exercise uh, for the rejections. After all, it's much easier to blame the government and politicians than it is to blame central bankers or shareholders for this, uh, this change. So um, in response, because there was a lot of political pressure, the government came out and made a first series of tweaks in March, which meant that um, complaints about people having to tell their banker about how often they ate out or whether they got their nails done or whether they were going on a holiday, that, uh, that was removed from the system and those new rules kicked in on July 7. And also the, the clearly the double counting problem where people who were still putting money into KiwiSaver or buying investments, uh, that, that spending was counted as um, unchangeable consumption spending as opposed to saving. Uh, that, was, that was removed. And uh, that appeared to quieten things down for a bit. But all the while, there was a proper review going on after those initial urgent tweaks. And that review came back this week. It was put out by David Clark in Cabinet Papers, a Cabinet Minute and a Regulatory Impact Statement, which I've been through. And it's pretty clear that David Clark managed to fight a rearguard action to stop a complete gutting of the triple CFA. Officials, after speaking to bankers, came back and said, hey, uh, why don't we just carve out the banks and mortgages? That'd be easy. Or just get rid of the whole thing altogether. And Clark argued that would give the um, that would give the uh, the banks um, an extra leg up in competitive sense, and would also leave some consumers exposed. So um, instead, uh, there's been a couple more tweaks so that if you are paying off a credit card debt or buy now pay later, that isn't held against you when you're looking to get out a mortgage or as much. So that's um, going to be a few crumbs thrown in the way of those who want to remove the regulations. The New Zealand Bankers Association came out pretty aggressively after the announcements yesterday and said that David Clark had chosen the wrong option and that banks should have been carved out along with mortgages. Uh, I must say, I'm, I'm with David Clark on this in that if you do that, you really give the banks a competitive advantage over non-banks when it comes to lending. It also creates the risk of a two-tiered market where those people who aren't bankable can never get a mortgage, and those people who are deemed to have a higher credit risk are essentially locked out of the official system. Whereas at least this uh, creates a level playing field for the banks in those areas where they do compete with non-banks and we need a lot more of that. So uh, it also means that you're unlikely to see a dial back to the sort of um, pretty loose uh, lending that was going on uh, through the middle of last year. Well I actually think the Reserve Bank's LVR restrictions were the main factor there. So um, 
more changes to the triple CFA, but not as much as some would have liked. Um, and uh, the government now will hope that it can move on without too much political pain around this area. And there are signs from the Banking Ombudsman's office that the complaints, which spiked up in December and January, have come back down again. And as, as both the banks and borrowers get used to the fact they're going to have to spend 50% more time ticking boxes. But eventually they get there in the end. And when you look at mortgage lending, it has risen a good 11 billion since the December 1 start of the triple CFA. So there has still been plenty of lending going on, just not quite at the same growth levels during those crazy times of COVID. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was my dawn course for today, August the 3rd, Wednesday. Uh, as you can tell probably from the background noise, I'm, <laughs> I'm in an airport on my way about. Thank you very much to paid subscribers for the support in letting me cover these issues of housing affordability, climate change and child poverty. Ka kite anō.